everybody. So this is the Hallmarkies podcast, and we are very excited to have another episode of our Christmas, Countdown to Christmas coverage. And this is our fourth weekend of movies that we're talking about. We have four movies uh, on the slate this weekend. And I'm Rachel, and Amber's here. Hello, everyone. This is the big one. This is the Godwin Christmas. Yes. Get ready. Buckle up. (laughs) And we are so thrilled to have our very good friend, Emma from the Hall Remark, is here. Merry Countdown to Christmas, everyone. I just wanted to say it is so crazy that I'm on one of your Christmas episodes because when I used to, when I listened to you guys last year and I fell in love with you guys, I used to think, how fun would it be if they invited me on? And uh, I've been on here a bunch of times, and now I'm on a Christmas episode, and I am a little excited. Like, oh I'm going to be completely honest. If there was a reasonable way for me to think, like, you know what? I wonder if Emma would just come blog on our website. I would make that happen, but I don't think you'll get up your, your post. But I, I probably won't because I like my name too much. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We have you on every week, but you probably love to sleep more because you're on a different time zone (laughs) (laughs) sleeping is good (laughs) yeah that's right because the the first time we had you on was uh in um february right for the um, so yeah for president's day that's right wow time flies hashtag my dates with the president's daughter (laughs) going to be talking about four movies this on this episode we're talking about christmas in graceland return to christmas creek christmas in evergreen letters to santa and the Godwinks Christmas. So and we're obviously going to make you wait until the end to hear our thoughts on a Godwink Christmas. You better believe it. That's right. Not only did it air last, but <laughs> everybody's here to hear our yeah. thoughts on yeah. Paul Campbell and Case Stud. And Case Stud? It's fun, it's fun, right? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so tons of podcasts that all fed into this weekend there's so much you can listen to if you want to be fully prepared and primed for this weekend's coverage we have an interview with andrew francis an interview with barbara niffin an interview with jill wagner we have uh, two interviews we have a combined interview with kimberly susted and paul campbell and we have uh when we have individual interviews with both of them it's really really crazy and <laughs> so you've got a lot of homework to do if you're a fan of the podcast <laughs> no, you've been no. listening to them all along the way listen kids if you don't have time to listen to all of our podcasts that's fine <laughs> that's right <laughs> only listen to what you want to listen to and then if you feel like boosting our numbers by just like pushing play and then scrolling yeah. to the end that's fine too yeah. <laughs> you take it all, whatever you can that's right <laughs> And so, all right, we're going to talk about the first movie, uh, Christmas in Graceland. This is touted as the first movie ever to be filmed in Graceland. Did anyone fact check that or do we just believe them? I just believed them. Why uh, would they lie to us? You, you know, I'm a cynical person. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this movie, it is pretty simple kelly pickler's character gets sent to memphis she's an executive for something and she uh (laughs) for an investment firm or something like that and she gets sent to memphis to see if this local bank uh wants to merge i guess kind of with them or be purchased by them and uh, she has an offer and the owner of this bank is the 
cheerfulest, Christmassy, nicest employer in the whole world. And (laughs) Emma, let me ask you a question. If it had turned out plot twist, the guy who owns this bank is Santa Claus, would you have been surprised? Mm. I mean, if if his hair was whiter. Yeah, that's the thing. Did he have a beard? No. And like, so he didn't look like Santa, but in every other aspect, didn't he feel Santa-esque? Yeah, yeah, I, I can be down with that. Yeah. It it's a terrible terrible movie, but it reminded me of <laughs> this isn't a terrible movie, but it reminded oh. me of a terrible movie. It reminded me of this movie, The Circle, which was absolutely horrible. But this in this like the Silicon Valley like supposed company or whatever, they have like so much going on to entertain these employees that it's like. <laughs> just like how are you making any money first of all and second of all at a certain point i'm like i really want to do stuff with my family i don't really want to do everything with my coworkers. <laughs> like what and they get these big big speeches about how like you're not being a good co-worker or a good team player or whatever <laughs> like, uh, was this a wanna... cult movie yeah it's terrible movie with emma watson oh. in it it's got tom hanks and probably the worst movie of his entire career it was laughably bad but anyway we're talking about a better movie right now (laughs) (laughs) Um, so kelly pickler she's down there and she used to be part of a a duo group whatever group and uh, so uh, she ends up meeting back with wes brown's character who was also it was the duo in the group and she ends up getting kind of roped into playing at this concert in uh, Graceland. And she has this little daughter and she has a good friend named Sally. And there's all kinds of conflict and shenanigans that happen. So, uh, so, so Emma, what was your overall thoughts about this movie? Why'd you got to start with me? Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought the decorations were really pretty. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I loved the silver tinsel trees with the multicolored light bulbs. Uh-huh. Um, I love Sally's decorations at her house, and I just liked being at the hotel and Graceland or Graceland. Not sure which way I'm supposed to go with that, but oh. I do have some major beef with this movie. But it has nothing to do with the acting or how it was made, and I'll get into that later. Yeah, I cool. am flabbergasted, honestly. What? I, I, I don't know what this means. That I've made your beat. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> what can this major beat that, that has nothing to do with the plot or the acting or the directing? Or well, the- I mean, it's not necessarily... I'll, I'll, I'll get it. I'm excited. It. I'm excited for this beat. <laughs> so, okay. Amber, what about you? What are your overall thoughts? Um... Mm. yeah okay no so i think that her child was really cute yeah she was really cute emma like her voice was pretty cute it was like a little bit crazy how high her voice was but she was cute and i liked the story with her their friendship of her and the little girl um and i feel like wes brown did a great job Mm -hmm. he does have a nice singing voice yeah who knew right 
and I think he, I don't think he was really playing the piano, but I think he did a pretty good job of pretending that he played the piano. And that really was Elvis's piano. He said on Home and Family that uh, they had to make up a set for that one scene, but they actually had the the piano from Graceland there. Interesting. That's what he said. Yeah. So all, the Elvis of it all was great. I will complain one time real quick up front about the fact that they were like blue christmas for the super dramatic walking montage uh-huh. and it didn't fit little, for me a little too on the nose for you no it was like blue christmas does not have the right feel for that kind of a moment in a hallmark movie hmm. Interesting. because for me like a blue christmas is like i'm sad but i'm excited about it <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know like what I don't know. I don't really understand, but I, I, I guess. Uh, like, do you listen to Blue Christmas and feel sad at all? No, I, I get what you're saying, but be excited about it. For it, well, it, it kind of makes you, like, if I was like, I'll have a, a blue, and you'd be like, yeah, you know what? I'm feeling this. Let's be sad all night. Yeah. Blue Christmas without you. I, that <laughs> never occurred to me ever so i guess i'm upset they didn't sing blue christmas yes that was a thing um we're not like i'm who picked the songs for this obviously all the Elvis songs were fun (laughs) but we'll talk about it rachel i know rachel go ahead (laughs) yes go ahead rachel all right (laughs) i really enjoyed it i thought it was fine it's not like one of my favorite movies i've ever seen in my life but i thought it was perfectly enjoyable for a saturday night relaxing and watching a christmas movie it, i thought it was fine uh i uh, i thought that wes brown was super swoon worthy and i've seen him in a lot of movies and i personally thought it was one of his most if not his most swoon worthy movie i really dug him and i think the, uh, the uh, i'm excited to listen to the all the feels girls post because whoever was tweeting for them was definitely on the same wavelength as me with west brown because we were both just kind of like oh my gosh she's so, <laughs> so <laughs> right both at the same time we were just like beating each other's like swoon swooning it was pretty fun <laughs> that's all it takes is a really swoon worthy guy and i'm okay i'm gonna enjoy it but uh but anyway i thought it was perfectly fine i was surprised when i heard people like saying it was one of the worst they'd ever seen and stuff and i'm like really wow okay but um i do have some problems with it i i do think that they had i did i disagree with you about the elvis being enough i felt like we really i wish we'd been in graceland a little bit more i felt like we really just saw the two rooms and maybe the other rooms aren't that pretty or something, but I really liked that one scene when they're kind of going up the staircase. I'm like, I want to go up, up the staircase. Like, I would maybe they just weren't allowed, but I would have enjoyed a little bit more time spent in Graceland, personally. So, well, I mean, technically, the whole time they were at the hotel with the very eager concierge, <laughs> yeah, right. they were technically in Graceland. What? Yeah, the guest the house hotel. at Graceland. That's ho- Grace. That's part of Graceland. The hotel is. Yes. Oh, I see. I didn't realize that. I didn't know that. Uh, but anyway, so I don't know. I just would have liked to have gone in the house more, I guess, and had more of Graceland. But I, 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 that was fine. You know, I, I thought it was fine, and I did like the relationship between her and her daughter. That was really sweet. 
and I liked her and Sally. I thought they were fun. I thought they felt like friends, and I don't know. I bought it. I thought it was cute how Sally's always making all these crafts. It was too many crafts for me. In the world, like, I was like, <laughs> every day she's like, this is our new activity for the day. We're just going to make, also, okay, so I did watch this after I watched A Godwings Christmas, spoiler alert for A Godwings Christmas, and I was like, <laughs> what? With the mason jar snow globes, what is happening here? Yeah, yeah people are loving that, that craft. Yeah. Do we need to make mason jar snow globes? I think I, we might. Emma, Probably. have you made one yet? I haven't, but I mean, I will. <laughs> yeah. I have to now. Yeah. Now, let me ask you a question. For your mason jar snow globe, are you going to have a tiny, tasteful pine cone tree or like a claymation snowman family? Can there I is have no a wrong. little bit of both? There's not a both? No, I said there's no wrong answer. Oh, okay. I would do a little bit of the mixing up, mixing together. Okay. This is your new mission. We're each going to make one. Okay. And then we're going to post them on the internet. Yeah. And everyone can just admire them. There's no contest. We just are doing it. Yeah. All (laughs) right. I I actually want to do that. I'm serious. What's happening? We're going to post them and we'll, (laughs) we'll, we'll just post them. Yeah. I might just end up drawing mine, but we'll see. (laughs) You're going to draw it. No, this is a needs to be a tactile, tactile snow globe. Okay, Emma, you need to participate in Christmas crafts. It's an essential part. Of the okay. Okay, I'm not a real hallmarky if I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so I, I guess I'm really confused because if that's the, um, it was like a whole hotel with like multiple levels and stuff. It wasn't just a guest house. Now, it's called the guest house at Graceland, and it's a big fancy hotel oh, on Graceland. It's a part uh, of property on Graceland. Oh, I didn't know that. Like, you know how Disneyland also has, like, Hotel Disney? Right, right, right. I got you. Girl, so, that's, that's part of Disney still. Because <laughs> the one thing I wondered Girl. about I wondered about is, do you think they really have grand pianos in their rooms? I would actually, actually not be surprised because it wasn't just a room it was a suite it was and super real fancy nice. ones probably i mean i can't imagine anything more annoying than if i had spent big <laughs> bucks on a on a hotel room and my neighbors next door were playing the piano that would be the worst and, and singing silent night <laughs> over and over and over yeah. again i just i can't believe that that i mean you have to have such soundproofing to not have that just get to every room but it worked for the movie, I thought, you know, created like these cute little moments. But yes, why did they sing Silent Night three times? I don't know. And here's the thing. I was kind <laughs> of okay with it, like saying, okay, that's the song they're going to sing at the concert. I can get behind it. Like she's practicing. That seems legit. And then we get to the concert and they don't even sing that. Yeah, that's true. Good point. <laughs> yeah. I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> I mean, I get that they, uh, that they probably had that's probably a free song so not probably it is a free song because it's super old but there's lots of other carols that are like really old that you could sing (laughs) yeah i didn't get it (laughs) that was weird but yeah i don't know why they did that that was funny uh but the uh i mean when he was like oh yeah silent night is your favorite song 
we were like, we get it. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so, yeah, the, the, her name's, uh, Kathy Nelson was the name of the hotel desk clerk, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she played by Rhoda Griffs and she was very attentive. <laughs> it was like, well, I'm not going to lie. If I went to a hotel and the person was that attentive to me, I would not enjoy it unless it was like oh, no. a super handsome single man. <laughs> I would be like, please don't pay this much attention to me. This is a business transaction. <laughs> I, it was. Emma, are you with me? Is... I feel like you. Oh, yeah. They... Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, please stop looking at me and asking me questions. But also. Please stop giving my child presents. Right. Is she, is she giving every child a snow globe? My guess is yes, probably. Like probably I'll maybe people that stay at that super fancy suite with the with I piano. Guess, yeah. Maybe that's the key. Okay. If you have a child and you stay in the piano suite, then you get a present. <laughs> I don't know. Like to be fair, I don't know what it's like to stay in the fancy suite. Maybe yeah. they're just that way to all the fancy suite people. Yeah, I don't know either. I've never stayed in a fancy suite. Uh, so yeah, that's so all of our fancy funny. suite listeners, tell us if this is normal or if she was like going a little too far. And if anybody, yeah, do you ever, always get a snow globe? Yeah, everybody has ever. Yeah, has anybody ever seen a piano in a hotel room? Please let us know in the comments. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, no, she was she was a little much, but she wasn't in the movie that much. I was fine with her. Uh, and the, uh, <laughs> do you think that they would really allow you to have a tree, Christmas tree, in your room? Because I would think the maid's service would be so irritating. In a fancy that. suite, they would. I mean, honestly, I think a fancy suite, they're like, you've, you're paying $1,000 a night. You can do whatever you want. I don't care. Uh, I, but I was like, man, those things are going to get pine needles everywhere. <laughs> and... I would be a fire hazard. (laughs) Fire hazard. That's true. I thought that they had decent chemistry between Kelly Pickler and Wes Brown. I mean, he did kind of carry the movie. He was so dishy Mm -hmm. in this movie for me. And he's a veteran. He knows what he's doing. He did a great job. Yeah. Being in his part. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The problem with the acting was the lip syncing was off. That was so it was so frustrating to me. I'm like, I'm sure she's done music videos, so she should know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know what the problem was with that, but that I, really I kind of felt like off. I was watching the Phantom of the Opera. There was a lot of ADR in this movie. You could tell. Uh, no, some of it was better than others. I will agree with you there, uh, but I don't know. I, I like when she was, said, "I didn't think it was that bad," and she was like, "Bullseye." <laughs> Because it took me a second to realize what she said, and I really, it was tickled me. It was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, like, really surprised that you guys haven't touched upon my major beef at all. Yes, share. Because I was, I watched this with my mom today, and she threw her hands above her mouth and said, oh, no, she did not just say that. She was freaking out. Okay. It is when Laurel is talking to Emma and they're having the dreams versus responsibilities talk. Did this oh, and not she was drive? All... Yes, I actually. Okay. Bother me. Okay. Okay. That. Okay. So, mommy, you can't follow your dreams and be responsible or whatever. And she says, "Well, you can't always follow your dreams. You have to do your responsibilities, and you're my um, most important responsibility." 
And it's like, why couldn't she just have said, you are another one of my dreams? Like, you can have more than one dream. You're my, you're my, you're my most important dream. Like, you're way better than being a singer. I just can't imagine telling, I can't imagine telling my daughter that I, oh, I'm not like, I don't have a writing job because of you. You know (laughs) what I mean? That's just like so terrible. Yeah. That's and that's not how I that, feel at all, but. by the way. But it's just like, because I can write from home, and I do. But um, I just can't imagine, like, a mom, my mom telling me that, oh, you're my responsibility after talking about not being able to follow her dreams. It's just, it ticked me off. I was so mad. I yelled about it. <laughs> I wasn't very eloquent just now talking about it because I'm so mad about it. No, <laughs> no that's I, a good and point. I, I didn't notice that. It, it did, it bothered me at the time that I was watching it. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, why didn't she say she was her dream? Like making her seem like saying she's her responsibility is just, it's like, well, I have to take care of you. I know it's, I have multiple dreams. One of them is to be a writer and one of them was to be a mom and I am a mom, you know, and I'm like grateful for that. I just really took me off. I thought, and then later in the movie, she said, I'm trying to um, model a fearless daughter who goes after her dreams after telling her how how she didn't go after her dreams. It's just too much. That made me so mad, but I could be being sensitive. (laughs) No, and here's the thing, like legitimately, my biggest dream is to be a mom. And like, if I can't do that by finding a husband and then having children, I'm going to like be a foster mom. Like this is Mm -hmm. not like, this is a dream with a plan. So it's a goal, but like, I don't know. It bugged me. It bugged me. I'm on team. That was irritating. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I must've, I don't know, just skipped over Black that. <laughs> I was busy live tweeting or something because I, I didn't remember that. Just but, thinking about yeah, all of your right. feelings about West Brown. Brown. <laughs> you're like, West Brown's really hot. I was just <laughs> tweeting with all the feels <laughs> West Brown was. You guys were like, mm-mm, West Brown's so handsome. Who cares I about watched, this movie? <laughs> I honestly watched the scene four times because I was so upset. <laughs> I had to make sure I was hearing it correctly. I You're thought, so funny. I can't believe you rewatched it just to hate watch it. Well, I didn't want to be outraged like by misunderstanding it. So if I'm going to like be mad about something, I'm going to research <laughs> to make sure I'm actually mad about it. You're so, so. funny. I, I just hate Amazing. watch things immediately. Like I don't no research. <laughs> I just know. That's funny. So there's so- <laughs> Yeah, and I did think it's obviously very silly that they just happen to have this whole choir and everything like the end and the but I still kind of liked the song. I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. The no, end, it was, any song. The, the songs were fine at the end, I guess. Amber, uh, how many crowns did you give this one? So I gave this one two point nine five crowns. There you go. Okay. I know it sounded like I was going to be meaner, but. That's what I gave it. I mean, it wasn't, I probably won't watch it again if it comes up. And that's a three. But I didn't really want to be dead while I was watching it. So I don't feel like it deserves less. Okay, great. Emma, how many would you give it? Well, I still wanted to be alive while watching it. (laughs) But it's getting a two. Okay. That's fair. That's totally fair. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I give it 3.5 crowns. I enjoyed it. And maybe that a lot of it is West Brown crowns. I don't know. But uh, I, I have it at 35 in my ranking of movies. So they're that out really of... got me, Rachel. What's that? The West Brown crowns really got me. That was funny. Yeah. All right. All right. Good. Uh, and I have... We've watched so far 66 movies uh this uh uh, since so far in hallmark world so uh so there you go so i have it at 35 for hallmark for this year all right let's move on okay next movie is return to christmas creek and this movie is about a woman named amelia libertory anderson who she doesn't have christmas spirit and we'll talk about that and she goes to visit her long lost uncle uh who her father has this riff with over uh, a business disagreement over this inn that they ran that he's still running and while there she she reunites with her childhood friend mike ruggles great name in my opinion (laughs) i liked steven huzar and then uh everything kind of is all this family drama and romance and all this stuff so this movie i have to admit it really kind of maybe a little bit offended me (laughs) at the beginning and i had a hard time kind of getting over that and like enjoying it after that even though it was just this little part of the movie it really annoyed me because she is uh presented as this person who doesn't have christmas spirit and I disagreed with both of the reasons that they claimed she doesn't have Christmas spirit. First of all, they ha- she has this app that she's presenting to them that help you to find the perfect gift for your friends. You put in their, their, their tastes, their styles, their whatever, and they give you the perfect Christmas present. And they even will send it or whatever. And I think this sounds like a great idea. And aren't we constantly getting told that christmas is too much uh it's too commercialized that we spend too much time you know the shopping and the whatever and that that's that's this uh this negative thing so here's this person saying i not only will help you reduce your time shopping but i will help you to get the perfect gift for the person that you love there's some people are really hard to buy for and and their immediate reaction is like wow you are a scrooge for even wanting this for thinking about it and like her assistant was so rude i was just like what is wrong with you and i don't know did you guys think the app sounded pretty cool or did you have any thoughts on that i was a little confused about so like, let's be honest, I felt like the app required universal adoption in order to become useful. Uh-huh. Like, you had to have your people's information logged into your app account and linked and follow their lives, and then it would give you their good gift. Like, I, I don't think know. social media, that would actually be really easy. You just, they're, if you're, they're on your Facebook, they could upload, like, their... I'm just saying, it would require adoption by those other people, because you can't just take someone's Facebook information without asking. That was all, there was like a whole thing about that. (laughs) Just ask Zuckerberg about this. He knows. (laughs) I don't know, but I just thought in theory, if you were really able to execute it, it it would actually be really pro-Christmas, not not anti-Christmas. I can see what you're saying because it leaves more time to spend with family as opposed to being at stores. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't give it that much thought. 
But like, you know <laughs> how they say it's the thought that counts. Mm-hmm. This is like, I don't need no thoughts. Mm-hmm. I got Zuckerberg. <laughs> but the, the other, the, the main thing that I really was irritated by, and I know this is a nitpick, but it really bothered me is that, so like she has this thing of going to Turks and Caicos. That's her like tradition that she's done for a bunch of years in a row. Right. And her family is kind of a broken family. And it seems to be just her, her parents. I don't think she had a siblings. And uh, she has this tradition of going to Christmas with her family for parents early. And they have this whole smorgasbord thing. This, uh, and they do that. And then she goes to Turks and Caicos. And I'll be honest with you. I have not spent Christmas day with my parents since 2014. And that was actually, I got deathly ill. (laughs) So I haven't had a pleasant Christmas with my parents and my family for a long time. Do I not celebrate Christmas with my family? No, I absolutely do. I just don't do it on Christmas day because typically like this year, my parents are going to be visiting my sister's and uh they're going to be divided up and so i'm probably either going to celebrate it the week before or the week after and it'd be one thing if there was like some big family event that she was missing right because she was going to turks and caicos that's not the case she still had christmas with her parents and and so it's just really irritated me that like everybody in the movie was like oh you're going to turks and caicos what's wrong with you and her boyfriend breaks up with her over it which well, i'm pretty sure her boyfriend broke up with it with her over it because he was like come to my family's thing and she was like no this has been a tradition she's been doing for multiple years why couldn't she come meet his family for years like that's a simple compromise they don't fly together until they're only together on christmas i don't know i just thought that that was really ridiculous because plenty of people celebrate christmas not on christmas day and if you're still with your family then that's still celebrating christmas it doesn't have to be on christmas day and i just thought the whole movie treated her like this like scrooge character when she she had spent time with her family she celebrated christmas I don't know. It really irritated me and it kind of ruined the movie. And I know maybe that's ridiculous, but, and I thought that all the family drama was just like irritating and I didn't like it. <laughs> and, uh, so I didn't really care for this movie, <laughs> but that was my big thing where I was just like, you know what, if you celebrate Christmas a week early, you're still celebrating Christmas and you can go to Turks and Caicos and you can enjoy it. So. I mean, that's fair. That's a fair thing to say, but I think it's also fair of her, boyfriend being like hey come meet my family for christmas that's a big thing and she being like no i refuse is enough of a reason for him to be like you know what we're not in sync about what's happening here i don't know i feel like you you should be able to make some kind of compromise that could work and she'd already bought the ticket so like why didn't they have this conversation way before like this is like two weeks before the event like that's kind of she's gonna be leaving in like a couple of days emma hmm i mean i can see both sides like i'm so boring over here i I understand both (laughs) (laughs) this is why we need a third person to come on the podcast and mediate because rachel and i would just fight about this for like two hours i had a really hard time getting into this movie so I yeah. didn't dwell on much of it. So I didn't form as many opinions about the beginning stuff. 
but I really do understand what Rachel's saying, but I'm also understanding like that boyfriend breaking up with her because if they're not in the same page wanting to celebrate Christmas together, like I, if my husband were like, no, I'm going to do like before we got married, didn't want to spend Christmas with my family. I'd be like, well, we don't have the same values. I don't know. I don't think the idea is inherently anti-Christmas, like they were saying. Like, I think there's a argument, certainly a side to be made, that it's pro-Christmas. And that it, so, I don't know. I just thought, I really, especially her assistant, I was like, what is wrong with you? Like, you're being so rude. <laughs> you irritated me. But, uh, I don't know. It just struck too close to home because I don't spend Christmas with my family ever. And, you know, I'm, I think I. What do you do on Christmas, Rach? I usually end up going to movies. What would you do if you had a boyfriend and he was like, come with me to my family's house? And you were like, sorry, no, I, I go to movies on Christmas. I would, but if I had a previously scheduled trip to Turks and Caicos that I had taken every year for like the last four or five years, I'm going to Turks and Caicos. I'm not going to <laughs> I would say, okay, we need to compromise and we need to come up with another option when I don't have a very expensive trip already purchased and you're telling me this two days before my trip. See, I could accept that, except for she still doesn't go to Turks and Caicos. Yeah. So it's not mm. like the tickets were unrefundable and they meant that much to her. That's fair, but I think the only reason she didn't go was because everybody was being so mean to her about it. <laughs> so she's like, well, I got to go back to this... Uh, to this thing uh to this town of christmas creek uh because then people will you know by everybody will think i'm uh like christmas again all the people that she told she was going yeah well certainly everybody at work in that assistant did she tell them she was going there oh i think so yeah i think she so didn't tell them she was going to this place i don't know i was so irritated that I didn't <laughs> she didn't tell anyone it was a clandestine going <laughs> Well, she goes there and she meets Uncle Harry and she sees Uncle Harry and like he does not recognize her at all, which I feel like for, well, first of all, and first of all, this is only three hours away and she's never gone there ever. Like this is a super bad riff. Um, and I was like, wow, it's just like a morning drive. What is the problem? Uh, also, but her face was on the flyer like as a child i guess and she looks exactly the same yeah, yeah. well like you know how sometimes even people you rec like you know in real life you'll see someone from work at the store and it takes you a second to be like who is that person i know them because you're just not expecting to see them in that situation but with that person, I haven't kept their bedroom intact for 17 yes. years. And it's not a beloved niece who was like, <laughs> I, do, I think special. it was just, I think it was just like, he wasn't expecting it to be somebody. So he wasn't like, he didn't expect to recognize the person in the first place. The shift between her, between Harry and her dad goes back to this hotel and him deciding to, the dad deciding to leave and go to California to uh, run a conglomerate of hotels or something and he became a cfo which is like really bad choice in hallmark movies <laughs> like what are you doing and it turned out he, he had uh, he'd even been fired we find out later but there's all this tension between them and uh but she's back and then she meets uh and he's has this ex 
uh pamela uh what did you guys think of pamela uh she was great mm-hmm. it was did also you- hilarious after he was like i've never seen you before niece that she walks by <laughs> and she sees her like through a window and she's like hey hey amelia it's not immediately. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny to me. I almost died. I will. I will admit that. <laughs> what What did you think of Pamela, Emma? Oh, she was fine. <laughs> I'm just over oh, he- here having not a lot of opinions on this because <laughs> okay. I couldn't get into it. I tried so hard. Yeah. And I couldn't. Yeah. Oh. Well, she certainly, she certainly caves pretty quickly. Like, he... he Eat, they eat one meal together it seemed like, it was like is that oh. caving or just being like okay well i've been waiting for you to make a move a step and now you've made one <laughs> i don't know i think if if it was my ex and it ended seemed like kind of not great uh yeah. i i would be more cautious before starting into a relationship again with them i would hope engaged. i would be that way <laughs> <laughs> but i probably wasn't like that in the past to be honest <laughs> they'll say Oh, their little singing together was actually so cute. Neither of them tried too hard. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And they were they sounded nice and they had good harmony together. And I was like, oh, that's a nice little moment. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that was good. I like that. And yeah. another point for Amber. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. And I did like Tori Anderson. I think she has a lot of potential. She was, she was warm. She was likable. Uh, and I... So I, I would definitely see another thing with her in it i enjoyed her uh and so then she has this uh ex-friend or whatever childhood friend not ex-friend <laughs> uh, named mike ruggles played by steven Zuzar. and their i have to say their relationship was pretty fun i thought it was pretty well done i kind of liked that he actually asked her on a date because you don't always see that in hallmark movies it's just mm-hmm. they, they, they kind of forget that step a lot of times to actually will you go on a date with me <laughs> um and so i kind of enjoyed that and their scenes together were actually probably my favorite part like i liked i liked all the little uh chances at at hand holding that they did whether they're setting up the tree or like they were doing the snow angels and they just hold hands and that was mm-hmm. really cute and uh, I liked the whole scene when she's like rage packing. <laughs> she's like, I'm out of here. And uh, he's like, what are you doing? I thought that scene was good. So they, I liked, I thought they were pretty good. What did you think, Amber? Um, I thought they had good chemistry. I thought it was hilarious that she also, like maybe their family's just really bad at recognizing people because she didn't go like, oh, you're my friend from childhood whom I secretly <laughs> loved my whole life. Yeah. <clears throat> drama which i was just not that into the reasoning was so anticlimactic too and then every all these adults were acting like children and then um, amelia was like you're acting like children and then she acted like a child when she was mad at mike art because he was trying to help her i was so frustrated by how they were handling this and then pamela was like all of you guys are the worst just move past it it's been 20 years (laughs) and then they end up in the end he's like oh i just lost my job in fact so we're gonna move back and we're gonna run you know you be the cfo of of this inn and 
I was like, I don't see this working out very long. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, I was thinking, how long is this going to work? Will they stay together? No. And then immediately he's like, you know, I have actually some ideas where we could stream like it. And he's like, you can stick your ideas in the garbage. <laughs> yeah. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't see that arrangement lasting very long. But I did think they had, they had kind of had two or maybe even three final kisses, which was fun. Uh, and the, the one in the, the plane I liked. <laughs> that was uh, cracking me up. <laughs> they were making out like, like flying towards drive. the moon. I'm like, you're going yeah. like, to wreck into the moon. What are you guys doing? <laughs> I don't think they're going to crash into the moon. You're going to hit sand so you're not watching where you're going. How many crowds did you give this? This is actually the lowest score I've ever given anything. crowns wow yeah i was just so annoyed the entire time (laughs) so there you go (laughs) yeah so (laughs) amber what about you okay so i guess you guys completely didn't even notice nathan the world's best (laughs) front desk guy Uh, no i did not (laughs) of course you didn't but emma I thought he was fine, and then I thought, oh, why did, no, I, I thought he was so, annoying after I also a while. thought it was hilarious when they were having their, like, family dinner, and then he was, like, yelled from the ground, and he wasn't like, sorry, I'm not eavesdropping. Like, that was a missed moment, but he was delightful. <laughs> I loved him. I loved his sweaters. Every time he came on the screen, I was like, Nathan! Anyway. <laughs> I enjoyed it well enough. I'm giving it 3.2 crowns. Wow, I'm a jerk. No, I am giving it two crowns, which is probably generous, but I did so find me a jerk. I know, because I did like their relationship. I thought it had some swoon-worthy moments. I give it, uh, I have it at 64 in my ranking, so third oh. last. Third from last. Yeah. Christmas and Evergreen Letters to Santa, and this is our sequel to the last year's Christmas and Evergreens with Ashley Williams and Teddy Sears. And in this one, they are back in Evergreen, but we have uh, Jill Wagner playing a woman named Lisa who spent her childhood there in Evergreen. Uh, she particularly loved this uh, store, this particular store. And Maddie's, I think it was Maddie's General Goods or something like that. And Daisies. Daisies, you're right. Daisies, uh, General Goods. And uh, so she has really good memories of this. She's like a uh, a um, flipper, kind of, or for business as a stager, with Andrew Francis's character. And she finds out that this beloved store is uh, is going to be sold. And so she decides that she's going to renovate it. And uh, she gets help from local contractor, Kevin, if I mark Declan. And they find an old letter to Santa and it brings the whole town together. And this, we got most of our returning, this, this cast was stacked. It was a very, mm-hmm. very good thing. They had Holly Robinson, Pete. They had Barbara Niven. They had Rakeem Bernard. Uh, the list just goes on and on so and ashley williams does make a a decent appearance so what were your overall thoughts about this movie emma oh it was so fun (laughs) i 
love the idea of going back to evergreen. It's just so unapologetically Christmassy and it makes me feel great. And I love that the town has a personality. There's the huge cast and they all work really well together. There's not one I dislike. And um, it made me really happy the second that it started and Santa scolded the book for going too quickly. I thought, I'm going to love this movie. This is going to be so fun. This is one I want in a Hallmark movie. Just over-the-top Christmas and just a nice little story. It's not stressful. And I just really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And I love Rukia so much. Mm-hmm. She needed to be in more of it, though. Mm-hmm. What did you think, Amber? Um, it was amazing. Like, I, I agree with you about Rukia needs to be in more of it. So there were kind of little, like, pairings in this movie. So I thought that's kind of how we talk about it. So we have, uh, we have a- first Andrew Francis uh, Oliver and uh, Joe Wagner. Oh, surprise, please. surprise. You named them first. Yes. Well, they're <laughs> the first people you see, in fairness, in the movie. And I really, I mean, I love both these actors for sure, but I really enjoyed this that they he wasn't a wrong guy like he thought he was the wrong guy but he was always just the bff which i enjoyed mm-hmm. i thought that was nice it was nice dynamics a little bit of change of pace and uh yeah i enjoyed it oh yeah i loved oliver so much i i might like oliver better than i like kip from coming home for christmas uh-huh. i he just cracked yeah. me up when he said come on down the ice is warm and then did all these elaborate swirls that was so like, this guy is funny. amazing um He's that amazing. was did you die laughing when he did all of the tricks <laughs> yes it was who that's got to be a zach hug edition right oh yes i love yeah zach hug yeah and i i had tweeted out that rick Gar was like good job rick garman writing this and and he because he's the one credit imdb and he was mm-hmm. like don't thank me zach hug was the one who did this so i, I he had described it on his twitter as doing a rewrite but uh who knows what but good job gentlemen <laughs> uh gentlemen uh tip of a hat my santa hat to you that's right <laughs> So I really, I really thought that was fun. I think it was probably the best I've ever seen Andrew Francis in in a Hallmark movie. So mm-hmm. good job. Uh, okay, then we had uh, Holly Robinson, Pete, and this uh, Colin Lawrence who played Thomas, mm-hmm. and I thought that was kind of fun. It, we could have used a little more of it. Uh, he's uh, Rakia's brother, right? Yeah, yes. but what would you have cut out to have I more? Oh. I don't know, but it was cute. I liked him. I liked when he was had the reindeer cookie. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's, she's like, oh, it's a crown. He's like, no, it's a reindeer. <laughs> I don't know. I like she it. had to be joking, right? Because no yeah. crown has dangles yeah. on the bottom. Um, it was cute, and I thought that I don't know. That was fun to see because we don't really see Holly Robinson Pete doing as romantically very much, and I, it was fun. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, yep yep and so then rakia bernard is is the um it's her nephew okay i was like is it his nephew or is it son? it's thomas's son <laughs> okay i wasn't sure uh but she was great she was just bright and whenever she'd come on screen i smiled oh yeah yeah she's so awesome <laughs> i just yeah. want her to be a lead yeah um, and so there starts this romance between Lisa and Kevin as they fix up the uh, the store, 
and he's pretty insecure in a, in a way and uh he this was like this movie was the king of the near kisses there were so many <laughs> i was wondering how you're feeling about it oh my gosh so you, everyone knows the scene the double the double yes um, i literally busted out laughing Me at the too. second one yeah. like hysterical i had to rewind because i was missing things it was the funniest it was so funny and i was actually so proud of them for being like uh interrupted and then going back to it yeah and then it was and he, he made, the noise he made when they came in the second time when he was like <laughs> but it was like up there it was so funny and then when he's directing them to the decorations and the kid's like, can I help? And she says, sure. And he's like, in the back room. I know. So <laughs> funny. And I'm going to guess that Zach hug again. Um, oh, yeah. It yeah. was so good. We need to tell Zach hug how much we love. I want to interview him so bad because I just loved his movies so far. And I don't know, he just seems really fun. So do it and tell him that I am proud and i approve and want him to do more movies yes all right zach if you're listening we know you are we don't know that he is. D- dm us <laughs> he listened to the last one about his movie he, he said he really liked it so anyway. when is this coming out rachel wednesday okay so if you do happen to listen or if anybody can nudge him to listen <laughs> tell him we want to interview him because he was so great anyway uh yeah i I, mean, I liked that i felt like this kevin was pretty vulnerable character like he wasn't mm-hmm. just like this par- boring paragon of virtue sometimes these leading men could be because he has this like this rift with his father and this complicated thing and this letter i thought it made him kind of vulnerable and that i liked and i thought that that mark declan did a good job I agree. I liked him. Yeah. I mean, at some points, I was like, chill. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole like world was so beautiful, and it was so Christmassy. And they even had like, it was what was it like peppermint? They had that that peppermint Peppermint cocoa cocoa cart that was like everywhere, (laughs) like wherever they were. (laughs) The skating rink. There's the black coffee, and you'd think that he had like. like that's a horrible thing need to be arrested it was really funny (laughs) well it's really confusing because in these movies you're either evil because you order black coffee or you're evil because you get an overcomplicated drink and you're a city person so it's really confusing which one they're going to be mad at you for yeah it's when you it's when you order things like soy milk that you're oh yeah (laughs) but if you're like um, I'd like a coffee with full cream, extra caramel, yeah. extra mint, <laughs> extra. But that's what he's. The, he was the like, fattening oh. stuff. Yeah. That means you're a good person, right? But if you <laughs> yeah. Stuff like a soy venti latte, um, no sugar. Right. Then yeah. you're That's really true. That's so funny. Yeah. Good point. (laughs) Yeah, there was the whole like mystery of the key that was involved with this, but Mm -hmm. you know that was interesting. But it ended up being the key to turn on the bells, church or something, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was. I have a question. Yeah. 
Do they know he's Santa? No, they're dum-dums. <laughs> Why are they I think so the dumb? kid knows. I think the kid knows. Maybe. Yeah. Crowns, you give this. Oh, um, I'm in between a 4.25 crowns. Okay, great. Yeah, Amber? Um, I actually gave it 4.5 crowns. That's the same as me. I also give it 4.5 crowns. And I have it at number nine on my ranking. So very exciting. Pretty high up. I want to officially thank Amy Lynn Craig, our very, very good friend, who filled in and live tweeted for us uh, several times. And she's the best. And she had her wisdom teeth removed today, this week. And so we hope that she recovers quickly. And yay, we love you. Thank you so much for everything. <laughs> we really appreciate it. So. Yeah, Amy Lynn Craig was the MVP and allowed me to go to a play and allowed me to have a family dinner. Amy Lynn Craig, you, the, you the MVP of live tweeting this yeah. weekend. We hope you're getting lots of ice cream and pudding <laughs> and stuff like that for your teeth. But anyway, so let's talk about the god a god week christmas so this is very exciting for all of us this has paul campbell kimberly sested who is are some of our our favorites we both love them we both loved interviewing them uh they are just the best and yeah so it was pretty exciting this is based on the uh books by squire rushnell he has these books called god week books which are kind of like chicken soup for the soul where he shares little stories about little coincidences and miracles that he believes are a proof of divine intervention in our lives. And he just had a new one come out called Godwink's Christmas. And uh, here we have the movie, A Godwink's Christmas. This story about Jer Gary and Paula is in his first book uh, that he ever did. And they're really cute little books. Like if you just want to, uh, if you just want to read like an inspirational story on like a Sunday or something, like, be a pretty good one to do and uh, so that I, I could see a lot of the potential and it's basically about this woman played by Kimberly Sussman named Paula who uh, is has accept, accepted this engagement and when she's having some doubts she's she, she sort of asked her in this kind of public way so she said yes but anyway so she ends up getting the chance to go visit her aunt her aunt, aunt ends up having to go away uh, so she's there uh, in uh, Martha's, Martha's Vineyard, and she ends up meeting Paul Campbell through these various uh, through these various circumstances. She ends up keep running into him, and they end up falling in love, and uh, it's pretty cute. It stars Kathleen Gifford and Giles Panton. It's also in it. Who we we you know we love them, and so Amber, what was your overall thoughts on this one? Um, so I tried live tweeting it because I ended up watching it later. And then basically once Paul Campbell and Kimberly Sussted met, I was like, mm, sorry, fingers. We have to put our full attention on the TV. This is too engaging. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Emma, what do you think? Well, this is my dream cast. I know Amber will probably take credit for it, but <laughs> over a year, like a little over a year ago when I first started my blog, I had um, a post that's the Hallmark Christmas movie cast of my dreams, and both Kimberly and Paul were on that list. So when Amber 
told me that they were going to be together, I, I seriously almost fell to bed and my husband was like, chill out. It's not that big of a deal. And I'm like, you don't understand. And it was like really dramatic. But um, yeah, so I was over the moon to see them together. And I also really like the message of God winks. That really spoke to me. I really enjoyed it as well. I I think, see, the thing is for me is I've always enjoyed all of Paul's films, but I've always felt like his leading ladies weren't up to his level. How dare <laughs> and, you? Like, I don't hate him, but I just always <laughs> felt like it wasn't. To be fair, right to be fair, I actually can agree with you on that because Paul Campbell operates at like an 11, much like Casey <laughs> Anderson operates at an 11. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and all of his leading ladies have been like between an, a seven and a 10. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I agree. And, and so this was the one where they got someone on his level. Finally. Yeah. Cause Kimberly Sustad. Yeah. Case stud. <laughs> absolutely yeah and so it and i do like the idea of the god winks i think that and it played out really sweet i mean this movie will probably be too saccharine for some people but i thought it was adorable and i thought that they made every character feel like real and believable like even the wrong guy and partly it's because giles is the best but he was believable like i could imagine uh he was a lawyer right he was a lawyer i mean being a young lawyer is like super hard and you have to give in order to be partner you have to pretty much like sell your soul to the firm it's brutal and uh and so i can imagine him taking all those calls and him like it's really hard (laughs) uh and so you know whereas when they met it was a different time, you know, it was probably, I don't know, I can't remember when they said they met, but it was a different time where he didn't have that kind of burden on him. So I, I felt like he was a pretty good character for, for that kind of role. Actually, the Kathleen Gifford was pretty good. She really was. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, yeah. full disclosure, I was worried about her. Yeah. I thought that it might drag down the movie for me. No way. She was great. Yeah. Yeah. She was And that's warm. just because she was an unknown entity to me. I didn't know how she was going to do. Yeah yeah she was warm she was uh she uh, she was sweet i i was handing out trips to friggin martha's vineyard like they were candy yeah right like a real place and i think that helped a lot with this too that that it was based on true story that yeah anything that you were like really i'd say you know what yeah really it happened yeah because that's the thing like with romantic comedies is that uh, is that a lot of people are like oh it's so unrealistic it's so cheesy and whatever and they can be and they certainly uh, are at times but uh, if you talk to and if you sit down and talk to almost anybody and ask tell us your story about how you met you'll think this is pretty cheesy but it's true and there's something about romance that kind of has that characteristic to it because it's just so cute <laughs> people how people meet i mean i just think even my my uh my sister and her husband's story i think of my brother and his wife's story and it's basically romantic comedy i don't know <laughs> i don't know about uh, uh if you kind of feel a little bit that way like emma at all oh, <laughs> emma, yeah. what's your story <laughs> my meat my meat cute is genuinely uh, a god wink 
Yeah. One thousand percent. Share, um, share, 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 share. Unless you're saving, <laughs> saving it for your blog. Oh no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> um, I had had a pretty difficult year and, um, I don't know. I was back home for the summer in college and I usually wouldn't have been. Mm -hmm. And my best friend had a boyfriend at the time and I was actually friends with him and we have the same birthday and it was his 21st birthday and my 22nd. So we thought we have a lot of mutual friends. Why don't we just all celebrate together? And so before the party, my friend and I wanted to go on an Olive Garden date just so we could girl talk and everything. But her boyfriend said, well, my cousin, he is going to go to the party, but I don't want him to have to drive alone. Can he ride with you? And I was like, this is the most annoying thing ever. <laughs> Who is this guy is going to ruin my time with my best friend? And um, my best friend had met him before. So it wasn't like some random like creeper person <laughs> like that could kill us or anything. But um we met him in a Denny's parking lot because that's what you do where I'm from. <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. You, you just meet there. And the second he got out of his Jeep, I looked at my friend and said, Oh my gosh, is he my birthday present? And oh, he that's so cute. I love it. Oh and my gosh. We hit it off and it was just perfect. We would, we like broke off from the party and just talked all night and, He's just wonderful. So I fully believe in God wings because if I hadn't had a terrible year, you know, and hadn't been back home, I would have never met him. And plus he like went to my high school some part of the day and I never passed him, never knew him. It's because I wasn't ready for him yet. Mm -hmm. And it's just insane how things work out. And yeah, I totally believe in God wings for That's sure. So cute. I'm so Thank glad you. you got to share that yeah this is so exciting so <laughs> yeah it was really cute and I don't know I just the movie was it might it's not like it broke the mold as far as the story but it was just so sweet and he was Paul Campbell I really think that this is his best role I really do I thought that he was so like heartwarming and sweet and I don't know. I just loved him in this role. Oh my and gosh. Remember when they left each other at the airport the second time? Mm -hmm. And you, yeah, there's you know, that hug. Broke and you died. Yeah. And they didn't even like say goodbye. They just like hugged and left oh, both yeah. crying quietly. Yeah. <laughs> and she did such a good job too. Like when she tells him that she's in this other relationship. Oh my gosh. Oh, that oh. scene. Whoa. If I didn't know this movie was going to have a happy ending, I would have been furious. <laughs> really enjoyed the uh the the whole busybody matchmaker at the end mm -hmm. kathleen gifford that was super fun and yeah i just really enjoyed it i thought that it was uh it was really touching and sweet and really great Chris little christmas movie how you sang at the end i love everything about it mm-hmm yeah it wasn't like super christmasy i wouldn't say the compared to christmas and evergreen uh but they went to the tree lighting and made ornaments yeah <laughs> like the whole time what do you mean it wasn't super christmasy i had a few things but i wouldn't say i feel like this movie could very easily just be another holiday it could be and they don't have to make they could be making valentines at the, at the thing 
and almost everything else would be the same. I strongly disagree with that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I am not. I also disagree. <laughs> I thought it was pretty Christmas. I was picking my battles. <laughs> I don't battle about things like whether or not this movie is Christmassy enough, but I do battle you about whether or not everything else exists. <laughs> All right. Well, good. Uh, so yeah, it was a it was a really lovely little movie, and uh, so Amber, how many crowns you giving it? I gave it 4.975 crowns. <laughs> very wow. Good, very good. Very good. I, for me, I'm just going to explain where the deduction came from. Yes. I needed a little bit more of a denouement because we, I mean, what? we don't even really see them like, what? What's a denouement? That's the- yeah, I also don't know. That's the falling action at the end of a story after there's been the climax and the everything's like the uh-huh. final pulling together of the the final pieces amber pulling out the french this is very exciting that's okay. what it's just called <laughs> in literature and film <laughs> this is like the time when i talked ever. about bumpers and you were like bumpers <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so anyway continue or interstitials that was the one you oh yeah interstitials anyway no i did like i needed a little more because she shows up at the ferris i mean at the carousel and they're like well we're in love perfect but we don't really see them like i could have used an epilogue or like a little bit longer of a conversation even them like walking away from the carousel would have given me a little bit more closure yeah interesting okay uh emma what about you okay so i don't want to get beat up right now <laughs> i won't ever beat you up emma well let's we'll see rachel might um <laughs> i um definitely overhyped it to myself like i i don't know i make my expectations too high for everything and then they always fall short because i don't know i'm just an extreme person and um i i really enjoyed it and I loved them together, but I did feel like the story was a little slow for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I feel like this people staring at me right now this tension. <laughs> but also, um, I know that not everything has to be super funny, but I felt like their comedic chops weren't used like they could have been because mm-hmm. I know they're both really funny, and I know it's a heartwarming story, but I still need just a little bit more humor. So I gave it four crowns. Yeah. Very good. So I will give it 4.5 crowns. I did feel like there was a few parts that got a little bit languid, but I have never given above a four to a Paul Campbell movie. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. There's just always been something missing in the girls that he's partnered with for me. Uh, It's just never quite worked. Uh, But I've, but I've really always loved him and I do like the movies. I just don't love them. This is, this is definitely my favorite of any movie that he's done. Personally. Is this your favorite Paul Campbell movie, Emma? <sighs> no, it's yeah. not. Which one's your favorite? The um, Once Upon a Holiday. Once Upon a Holiday, yeah. Just because it's, I don't know, it's a fun peppier. One. I, think I, I, I mean, I really like 
like heartwarming stories. There's just something missing in it for me. And it's probably because I hyped it up too much, to be honest. See, I felt that they did a great job of letting Paul Campbell and Kimberly Sestad bring the funny to it. I mean, obviously there were the times where they cried, but basically every time where they were together, they were just having so much fun and being so like happy and silly together that I like it felt enough for me. Uh And I have it at number eight on my ranking. I have it just below Daro and Daro, the last one, and just above Christmas and Evergreen, too. So it's pretty, pretty good weekend, I would say. So how do you guys have the, the ranking of these four? Uh, What about you, Emma? Well, I'm flabbergasted, but um, number one is Christmas and Evergreen Letters to Santa. Two is A God Week Christmas. Um, Three is Christmas in Graceland. And four is The Return to Christmas Creek. Yeah. Mine's pretty close. I have Godwink at one, Evergreen at two, and Graceland at three, and Creek at four. And uh, none of us agreed with each other because I have a (laughs) Godwink at one, Christmas in Evergreen at two, Return to Christmas Creek at three, and Christmas at Graceland at four. Very good. We're we're all over the place. Response from our Twitter feed of people of their ranking of these uh, movies. We have from Mark of Hallmark and Jess, we have a number one, Return to Christmas Creek. Uh, He says The Returnering. (laughs) Two, Christmas at Evergreen. Two, The K&M Conundrum. (laughs) Three, A Godwink Christmas, Rise of the Gif. (laughs) I'm not sure what any of this means. He has four every other movie and five, Christmas at Graceland, Peacock's Revenge. So he hated Christmas at Graceland. This is why Mark Nix and I get along so well. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. There you go. So Georgia had lots of thoughts. She says, yes. So the only one I saw all the way from the beginning to the end was Christmas at Graceland. Godwink and Evergreen both seemed super cute when I watched parts of them. Christmas Creek was rough and I did not enjoy it, sadly. But here's my take. I think a lot of people are taking cheap shots at Kelly Pickler because they know it was her first acting gig. So who can say whether or not it was her best work? I've seen worse acting, even in Hallmark movies, even by fan favorites. I thought the story was simple enough and stayed focused. Pickler and Wes had good chemistry and seemed like they really would giggle all the time. I wasn't a fan of the music, still not a country fan, but the movie was cute and sweet. Then we have Laura, who said Christmas and Evergreen 2 is her favorite. And she said, considering the first movie wasn't really a favorite of mine, I was pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed the sequel, loved all the characters, and Jill and Mark had awesome chemistry. Two was Godweeks, three, Return to Christmas Creek, Four Christmas at Graceland. Waiting in the pumpkin patch said, uh, one Godwink Christmas. Kimberly Sustead gave an excellent performance. Two Christmas in Evergreen. Uh, three Return to Christmas Creek. Four Christmas at Graceland. Amy Lynn Craig, uh, God, Godwink Christmas Creek, Evergreen, and Graceland. And I'll just leave it at that. So please make sure you give us your comments and uh, your rankings and other things. We love hearing from you and hearing what you thought of the films. And uh, that's always so much fun. So, so Emma, how can people find you? You can find me on um, Twitter and Instagram at the hall remark, and you can find my recaps and reviews on the Great. And Amber, as always, I'm at Amber brainwaves on Twitter and that's it. 
Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube. So please check that out and uh, let us know what your thoughts are on all of these films. And uh, thanks again so much. And uh, we will, uh, we've got lots of exciting stuff on the podcast coming. So we're, we're really looking forward to that. And um, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Goodbye.